just it's your boy D. I'm sorry. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? All right, so episode now 217, uh, the writer strike. Oh man, so this one this one took me a lot more time than uh than previous episodes, okay? I I needed to get information. I needed to get notes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm bringing you guys the best possible information and current information that you could you could want. Um so this this is going to be broken down into three segments, okay? I'm going to go through the top 10 things the writers want. You know what I'm saying? And the reasons why they're on the strike, okay? These are the top 10 reasons why they're striking, okay? Then we're going to go into the top 10 reasons why the um, the top 10 things, I would say, the producers, what the producers want, what the studios want, all right? Now, uh, let me let me just clear that. The studios, the studios. All right, to say it's the producers is kind of disingenuous because some producers are writers. Um, so the studio part. And then we're going to also go into the um, the aspect of AI. We're going to go into the aspect of AI as the third piece, third and final piece. So without further ado, um, if you end up liking this video, please subscribe. Please like and leave a comment. You know what I'm saying? Let me know your thoughts on this. And without further ado, here we go. So reason number one, all right? Reason number one, writers feel that they are unfairly compensated for streaming online for streaming and online content all right so they feel like when they uh the residuals that they used to get from tv they're no longer getting those residuals from tv okay because most of these shows have now moved to streaming services so it's cutting into their bottom line and shows aren't being syndicated like they used to and them getting residual dollars over time the way that they used to off of tv the the money just isn't there the ad dollars isn't there the subscription money isn't there. Well, let me say this. It's not that it isn't there. The studios aren't required to give them more, so they haven't. Um, I will say that the studios have budged a little bit and said they were going to give them like a bit more compensation, but it wasn't quite what they wanted. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? So, again, writers feel like they, they are not receiving adequate compensation for their work that is streamed and distrib or distributed online. All right. So, number two, number two, reason number two. Lack of transparency in the industry, okay? Now, that transparency comes down to the data and the numbers. Nobody actually knows how well a show is actually doing, how many hours it's watched, how many day, hours, days, weeks, months, you know, when you get to adding up all these people watching. You know what I'm saying? Some, some, some shows have years of watch time, but they don't have that data. So, therefore, they don't know exactly how good or how bad the show did. They don't, they're not getting any of that data. The streaming services are keeping it to themselves. This, again, most, most of their grievances here are going to come back to streaming services and how things have been done in the streaming era. Um, they don't feel that way about TV. It's just the, because uh, TV's numbers are pretty well known and they're well out there. You can Google search that. But when it comes to these numbers for streaming services, the streaming services keep those in-house and they really keep them very tight to the chest and don't share them with anybody. Um, <clears throat> so um, that the, the writers feel there is a lack of transparency in the industry, which in transparency of data, 
which leads to confusion and unfairness. And, you know, a lot of writers feel cheated in this aspect. Number three, all right? So inequitable treatment for writers of color and women. So writers of color and women feel that they are not given equal opportunities and treatment in the industry. Um, so that kind of goes to kind of like a, 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 a discrimination piece. Um, and, and this is, this is what, this is what I want to say here. Okay. If you are, if you are not, if you're writing a character of a, um, of a particular ethnic background, I think it's impossible for you to fully tell that person's story without having somebody of that particular background there, even if they're only there to um, just to work on that one particular aspect, or um, they're they're just brought in on that one particular episode, or just brought in for that character um, alone. I I think there there's a disservice that is done when you bring those di these different aspects of society in, and you don't have someone that understands what that character is. Um, yeah, that, that's where, that's where I'm going to leave that. Uh, number four, okay, excessive working hours and inadequate breaks. Writers often work long hours with little to no breaks, leading to burnout and mental health issues. So a lot of writers, they, they're just, they're, they're pressured to, they give them these really tight deadlines. So they, they can't take time off. They're having to work 12 to 16 hour days just to get this one project done. And then when they get the project done, then they'll, they'll send it back to them and they want these edits and they're not being compensated properly for that. And they would also like fair treatment so they can get some rest, which I don't think is a, I don't think this is a crazy ask for a bit more lead time. I, I really don't feel like that's a crazy ask. Number five, insufficient health care and retirement benefits. Writers do not always receive adequate health care and retirement benefits from their employers. Okay, now this, if if this writer is employed by this company, then yes, you need to some 401k something. All right, they, they need to do that. Healthcare, that's your employee, you need to provide that. It's that simple, okay? It's that simple. It's that simple. Now, if you're um, if you're a contract worker, then you're a contract worker, and and it and it is what it is. Like there's there's no compensation there as far as healthcare and uh, and retirement going, and you should know that going in, and that's why you're paid a you should be paid a bit more in that scenario, and then you can kind of start saving and um, getting healthcare and stuff for yourself. Um, but but again, if if you would fix if they fix number one, I'm pretty sure number five would be less of an issue um this is this is my this is my thinking you could tell me what you guys feel about that in the conversation down below um number six limited job security many writers work on a project by project basis which results in limited job security okay so look with the way shows work like yeah you you worked on that show and that's it. You know what I'm saying? If somebody else lands the job for the other show as a writer, that's, that's how that works. Um, now, however, I will say this. They are, they've changed the, the structure in 
how the writer's room works. So writers aren't being compensated the same way and they're not working on projects as long as they used to. Like it used to be, if you come in for a show, you got a good job for the next nine to 12 months. Now they no longer have that. They're doing all the legwork up front. So you might do like you do the writing on a show. Let's let's just pick a random show. Let's just say you're a writer of Stranger Things, right? That's pretty popular. Everybody knows what Stranger Things is, right? So you'll write that season in the first like month or two and you'll give them the entire season. And then in in this scenario and how things are working right now, they could they could fire you, right? Like once you've turned it in and all that done, they could fire you and then bring in some new writers to do the edits. Like, and these new writers have no idea what your original vision was or what the original vision was of the group of writers that were writing this, which sounds insane. That sounds insane. Like when you, when you really think about it, like you, you made something, you know, like imagine, imagine you, you made like a car, right? Somebody made you a car, right? It's a custom car. And then you go to a different mechanic to fix the mechanical issues of said car. That doesn't make sense. It's a unique one-of-one one car. You, you, you're better off with the guy that knew what was going on with that car when it started. You know what I'm saying? Who built it from the ground up. Like these, these shows are, are all unique vehicles. You know what I'm saying? And vehicles of money to studios. So I would assume you would want to keep the engineer around. You would want to keep the mechanic around. But they tend to not want to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a big thing. It's a big thing um, that they do there. So uh, we're now to number seven. Number seven, pressure to produce more content in less time. Writers often face pressure to produce more content in less time, which can result in less quality work and more stress. So, um, again, that falls back to the tight deadlines. Um, that falls back. That falls back into what is. What are we talking about? This falls into number four. This falls back into number four, and it falls back into number. Uh, number. Yeah, I guess four. Four and seven. Four and seven are the same, uh, and and, and it kind of has something to do with number six as well. But I, I don't really have much to um, elaborate there because I've already done that. Uh, number eight, disagreements over creative control. Writers often have disagreements with studios and networks over creative control. Okay, so look, in this regard, right? Studios and networks, they know what they're asking for and what they kind of want from the story because that's what you initially pitched them, all right? Now, if you want to start, I don't know, like, offing certain characters or stuff, you have to make it compelling. You have to make it compelling. You have to convince the studio that this de character death is worth it in the in the long term for them. Because all they see is numbers. And if you're not able to adequately explain it from a business standpoint, then yes, they're going to they're going to push back on that because they know people are tuning in for just that character. Um, so I, I I get writers how they feel about it. Um, and I also get why networks and studios don't want to give full creative control away because you could just get to doing anything. Like for instance, um, let's say you have like a, um, um, you're doing like a Christian show, right? You're doing a Christian based show 
and then you started adding in elements of like um lgbtq yeah i think i got it right lgbtq like people would they would feel away they would feel away like the the audience would feel away so they go they might push back to you on you and go uh no i don't i don't think we're we're gonna add that in there that's that's one of those things um Another thing for me is like, for instance, like, um, and I've seen this complaint come up, um, like people are like, oh, there weren't enough, there wasn't enough representation in Game of Thrones. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'm going to be honest. Westeros was cold as hell. It was cold as hell in Westeros. Black people, cold, we don't tend to gravitate to that. I'm just going to be honest. We don't. We don't. I I, I'm not looking for representation there, okay? I'm not. Every show does not need, and, and I'm going to go on a slight tangent here, every show does not need actual representation all the time. We need great, compelling characters. And if through great and compelling characters, you are able to represent a select demographic, great. But that does not supersede the need for great grounded and sufficient character writing okay like you just like for instance best my best example of this is um oh my god i can't remember the dude's name um he was an he was an asshole on scandal he was the um he was fitz um right hand man he was his um chief of staff he was a chief of staff his name is eluding me right now but he ended up, like, they went seasons, right? They developed this character. And what they did was they end up they end up um, revealing that he's also gay. That's why he was never married. That's why he never had anybody around, because he was, he was actually gay. And that made so much sense. Like, it added such a deep, a deeper level to his character and, and grounded him in such a way like and and it was like his first like well to me to me it was his first like scandal where it's like oh my god like this is a big scandal you know what I'm saying that that his sexuality was a thing and it dealt with and also dealt with the um the struggles of like people coming out coming out later in life you know what I'm saying coming out when you you have like you know what I'm saying this persona and this bravado that you this 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 character that you made for yourself you know what I'm saying and your private life becoming public I, I I really liked that because it, it added a bit of nuance. It added a bit of um, confusion. It added a bit of gray area to an overall black and white character over time. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved I loved that. That became a, a very good, good point. Um, uh, when you're dealing with another character like Papa Pope, right? You know what I'm saying? Like people dealt with Olivia Pope and you know what I'm saying people people understood that she was black but there were certain monologues that uh Pope the Papa Pope would make that that expounded on the black experience in such a way that you know what I'm saying and he uh, him addressing like the 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 racial difference between him and her and I mean between her and Fitz and like how like that dynamic and the marriage thing or whatever and he was really like breaking it down and he, he would talk about like historical things and all that and it, it was great it was great and it added a bit of 
depth there without without super harping in on the fact that she's black. Like, like could Olivia Pope, whether I'm just gonna keep it a band, like whether whether whatever race she was, it's a great character. Papa Pope, great character. Fitz, the president, great character. His wife, Millie, great character. Like all the characters that were in Scandal were absolutely great characters. And I love to see it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'd like to call great and phenomenal writing. Okay? Great and phenomenal writing. Uh, next, next thing, next thing. Uh, sorry for the segue there, but I, I really wanted to push that point home right there. Uh, number nine, difficulty negotiating with studios and networks. Writers may find it difficult to negotiate with studios and networks, which can lead to unfair contracts and treatment. Um, basically, they're feeling like all the leverage, okay, that studios have all the leverage. Okay, that's that's what they feel, right? That's what they feel like. They feel like studios have all the leverage and there's nothing being done to alleviate um, their concerns or make it a bit easier for them to uh, negotiate with the studios for contracts. And, um, and they, they just want, they want, um, I bet, I think, I believe it's, I believe it's a better baseline contract, like better baseline fees and, and negotiation terms and things of that nature. That's what they want from base off base. Um, and the next and the final thing um, is number 10, need for greater representation and inclusion in the writer's room. There's a need, there's a need for greater representation and inclusion in the writer's room as this results in more diverse and inclusive storytelling. Again, I'm going to say this like this in this why I, I, I said that earlier and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly say it here again. Every, you don't need every race in the in the in the writers' room. You don't need. You could have a whole team of men writers. You could have a whole team of women writers. It doesn't matter, as long as the story is compelling, and good. Fantastic. That's it. That's it. Because if that's your job as a creative, is to create something great. It it's your job isn't necessarily to always represent all of the things that are in the world and society like. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. Um, so that's that's how I feel about that. That is all. That is the top ten things for the writers. Uh, we're gonna take a brief break, and I'll be right back. Hey, if you're someone that craves vibes when it comes to music, like I do, then you need to check out Rose Petals. Rose Petals is a 12-track R&B album by yours truly, Fair Michelle, and it just drops. It's available right now on all major digital outlets. I'm personally inviting you to come and vibe with me through music. Let me know what you think. Shout out to the home team with Kosher Sound, and you already know we're supporting and watching Homeroom with Smooth. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Y'all make sure y'all go check out uh, Farron Rochelle's album, Rose Petals, okay? Y'all make sure y'all go check that out. All right, so we went through the writer's top 10. Now we're going to go through the studio's top 10, all right? The studios want, number one, specific deadlines for project completion. 
<clears throat> excuse me, specific deadlines for project completion. Studios may 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 feel like specific deadlines for writers to complete their work um, is is adequate for them to stay on schedule and meet release dates. This can be crucial aspect of negotiating a contract, as missed deadlines can lead to costly delays and other complications. Excuse me. Uh, number two, quality standards for the content produced. Studios typically have high standards for the quality and uh, quality of content they produce, and may require writers to adhere to certain guidelines and expectations in order to maintain those standards. This can include things like tone, style, and overall approach to storytelling. That's kind of like the things I was saying earlier. Um, which I believe the studio has a bit of thing here, but they're also like kind of shooting themselves in the foot by not giving writers more time to create. You know, that that's part of the problem. They need to give them more time to create so they can get better products because shows used to take a lot longer to produce. Um, and they used to do a lot more active writing the entire process of a TV show going on. You know what I'm saying? They would produce like maybe like six, seven episodes. Then they bring in a couple more writers and then they'd write the episodes as the show was right airing. Like as the show was airing, they're writing more episodes and they're shooting and then they finish um, while the show is airing. Um, let's see. Next, we have number three, adherence to specific guidelines and expectations. In addition to quality standards, studios may have specific guidelines and expectations for writers to follow throughout the creative process. This could include things like character development, plot structure, and dialogue. Uh, that's kind of like number two. Uh, number four, consideration of budget limitations. While creative, creative, creativity and quality are important considerations, studios must also be mindful of budget limitations when negotiating contracts with writers. This could involve ensuring that production costs stay within a certain range and finding ways to maximize the impact of a project within the specified financial constraints. Uh, again, I agree with them here. Like, look, if you only got $100,000, you only got $100,000. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all those months that they had sound good and fine and dandy, but um, it's... It, if you ain't got the money, you just ain't got the money. Um, number five, uh, or if you don't want to have the money, then, you know what I'm saying, you just don't want to have the money. Number five, creative control over the project. Studios seek to exert creative control over, over the projects that writers are working on, which can sometimes result in disagreement and conflict. This could involve decisions about casting, editing, and other aspects of the production process. Um, that again, we're we're back up there, number four and three. Uh, compensation and payment terms. Negotiating fair compensation and payment terms is also an important consideration when working with the studios. This can include everything from salary or per project rates to royalties and back end points. Okay, so look, studios they are they are getting over. Okay, they're getting over on uh, on on the salary on the per project rates and royalties and back end points. Like the this the streaming, all everybody doing streaming, the streaming stuff they they're getting over. Okay. They're getting over. All right. Number seven, 
ownership or shared ownership of intellectual property. This is where this is something I, I wholeheartedly disagree with the studios. Depending on the nature of the product, studios may seek to retain ownership of the intellectual property or share ownership with the writer. This can have significant implications for future adaptations, licensing deals, and other revenue streams. I, I, at most, am okay with them unless the writer sells the intellectual rights to them. They, they you share ownership. You share ownership. Period. That's it. Plain and simple. You share ownership. At 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 max, you share. At max, you share. At max, you share. Now, the writer could have full creative control because, like, stories like, for instance, you know what I'm saying, you got um, Star Wars till it was bought out by Disney. Uh, you have um, Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Game of Thrones, like, if he didn't like the front of product or where they went, he could have pull, pulled the can on that. Um, he could have pulled pull it out. But, you know what I'm saying, he was okay with what they did because it, it wasn't it wasn't affecting his bottom line and where he was going. Although I will say the way that they ended the series completely anyway, not to go off on a tangent. That that is why seven is important. Okay. That is why seven is important because it, it messed up future uh uh income and revenue for him because they kind of ruined and tarnished the brand with how they did that. Although House of Dragon has really brought back the series. Uh, haven't watched it. Eight number eight, just distribution and marketing plans once a product is completed studios will also need to have a plan for distributing and marketing that content audience this can involve everything from traditional theatrical releases to streaming deals and social media marketing campaign the key thing here is streaming deals streaming deals that they're gonna have to give they're gonna have to give on that they're gonna have to give on that um i'm sorry Number nine, protection of studios' brand and reputation. I'm for this. Given the high stakes involved in producing successful content, studios may be particularly concerned with protecting their brand and reputation. This can involve taking steps to mitigate potential risks and negative publicity, as well as building and maintaining positive relationships with key stakeholders. Um, that's making sure you're not like offending anyone in your content or disregarding told groups like i i'm i i get it i get it you have a brand to protect you have a brand to protect i get it i'm 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 that's that sounds good that sounds good um number 10 negotiating terms for any future potential for future uh, projects and collaboration finally it's important to consider the potential for future collaborations and ongoing working relationships when negotiating a contract with a studio this could Involve setting terms for future projects, negotiating non-compete clauses, and or ensuring clear and clear communication and expectations about ongoing creative partnerships. Um, that doesn't seem bad. Um, there's also some other things that um, now that I'm through what the studios want, there's some other things. Um, stu the studios like. The writers want like more, um, and and this is more of like like one-off things. Like they want like a minimum set of writers that you need to hire. I think that's kind of crazy. Like if if three people came up with an idea and those three people are going to then get hired and write the whole show, let them three people do it. If one dude like it's like yo, I'm that dude, 
I can get this done by myself. I want full creative vision for my own characters and story that I want to tell, and I can write it all by myself. Okay, let them do it. Like you setting a minimum amount of writers does not help anyone. It just can guarantee to everybody a check. And and I I I get the I get what they want to do with that, but to be honest, like if I'm if I'm writing or telling a story, right, or I'm pr- producing a podcast producing a youtube video you know what i'm saying i don't need a minimum number of cre- content creators to make my video i think that's kind of nuts don't you i'm, I'm just saying like it, it just sounds crazy like if i can do it all myself why do i need to include somebody else you know what i'm saying like forcibly forcibly include somebody else i'm not saying like you know what i'm saying i love i love char i love char i love frankie you know what i'm saying i love them I love doing podcasts with them, but sometimes like, like this, if I want to do this by myself, I should be able to do that. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to tell me, no, you got to collaborate with me. You got to bring me in on that. No, no, I shouldn't have to do anything. I shouldn't have to, you know, that's just me on how I felt about that. Um, now let's get into the, the last one. Okay, this AI subject, okay, because this, this is a big point of contention. Writers don't want them using AI in like any capacity, period. Um, and unless unless someone's using AI to like do like editing, editing on something that they wrote, they want humans to be involved in the process and be writing stuff. Um, so basically they were gonna, the writers want the ability to um, have AI do things like proofread like get spelling mistakes in like you know what i'm saying grammatical error like you know what i'm saying like maybe like you know what i'm saying make a brief outline of the thing that they wrote in like in a in a different format you know what i'm saying they want to use it as a tool they don't want studios because this is what studios want to do studios want to be able to use ai to make a whole fucking show a whole fucking script okay and then own the license of what the ai produced and then they basically cut the writers out completely. And now they just have writers come in to like do edits, to do edits to the script and make it a bit more humane. I think that's nuts. That's nuts. And then the writer credits, the writers that come in and edit, they wouldn't get the credits. They wouldn't get writer credit for that. And they, they, they or the same amount of points. I'll say that they, they don't, they either don't get credit at all or they don't get the same amount of points. It's either or. I, I don't know how that intricacy works. Um, I did a lot of research on this, but I ain't go that deep. Um, I, I, I couldn't. There's just, and plus it's just one video. It's just one video. I can come back to this um, if y'all ask me to. I will definitely come back to this. But I, I fundamentally think the studio's not budging on that and saying that this is what let me know how they feel and what's going to happen. They said, oh, we agreed to meet about that. We will have meetings about that. That's what they said. They, we agreed to have meetings about it. Like, no, they see the dollar signs on cutting out writers completely, or at least the vast majority of them. And I think that is a slippery slope to not having any writers at all. Um, but yeah, y'all let me know what y'all think about the writer strike and what's been going on. Um, the the SAG SAG said that they're potentially um, well not SAG I believe it's the directors the directors 
but wait, hold on. It's it, yeah, it's not the actors. It's not the actors because their their lady came out and said, "Oh, we support them, but we're gonna do our own negotiations for that." That their leader and I was like, "Yo, that's that's foul. That's foul. If you stand together with them, they can y'all actually have real leverage." Um, but to it's either the producers or the directors that are having that have another guild, and they said flat out that they're gonna stand with them, just flat out. They flat out said it. So when the time comes for their negotiations, but I believe it's in a month or two, um, we could see production halt completely. Like there will be nothing else being produced. Like any show that's not that's already done, like is is that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you might start to see content that was canned. You know what I'm saying? Just get a chance, get a shot, and get shot out there because they they don't have anything else. Like so, you might you might start seeing new shows that you were never meant to see, because they produced they produced the content and they were like ah nah I don't like it, and they scrapped it. Um, but again, you guys let me know what you guys feel. Sorry for the delay in the video, but hopefully you like it. I'm about to here. See y'all. Uh, see y'all later.